All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. Where to start? Uh, Morgan always says, hey, I got some stuff from social media. I've kind of pulled some notes if you want to know. I go, well, don't don't tell me through an email or in per- like tell me on the air because I want to react in person. So what's the hubbub? Well, we're getting shamed pretty bad for the uh, prank call from Lunchbox that he did to the funeral home. We're getting hit pretty bad about that. He one. didn't make fun of a single person. No, apparently people think it's insensitive because it's like loved ones dead. Nobody's loved one. No one was mentioned. He said he wanted Halloween costume or Halloween or- decorations. decorations, decorations, realistic ones. Yeah. And the guy was funny back. Yeah, hey, I agree I agree with you, but yeah, that's what we're getting hit up about. One of the funnier ones I've heard in a long time. How do you feel about that lunchbox? Yeah, I thought it was hilarious, and I do not understand people that think that's a disrespectful, like, get the stick out of the mud, like, have some fun and laugh at things. You take life too serious if you can't laugh at me calling to ask for a dead body to put in my front yard for Halloween. It was no one specific body. <laughs> right. I was looking he- for a skeleton. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. His voice just changed. <laughs> He's so passionate. His voice just cracked. It's just frustrating that people don't laugh at things, that they are just so serious all the time. I'm like, God, he, I, I would hate to be friends with those type of people. I'm glad it's happening. We need to be mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, I, and you have to deal with that part of it. But if there's ever three or four months where I don't get a call from corporate for some reason, I'm like, are we lazy right now? Like, why am I not pushing something? So good, good. I'm glad. All right, what else is what's what else is the hubbub? Well, the other thing was obviously Raymundo's wedding ring situation where he thought girls were hitting on him because of his wedding ring. So I have some comments from that post. Okay. So Ashley says, Yes, this is a thing. My husband works security at a bar and won't wear it when he works. He says he gets hit on more when he wears it. <gasps> what? <laughs> Come on. Maybe because they feel like it's safe. Meaning they, if they just want to make out, they know this guy's not going to be calling them, blowing them up. Yeah, it's no strings attached. Oh, wow. Maybe. Really? Girls think that way? I, I, Eddie, what do I know? I don't know. <laughs> or this guy working the bar is like, I can't get any action if I have my ring on. Uh, Morgan, oh, what yeah, else? Oh, yeah, and that's the excuse he tells his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda says, he's been married for like a minute. Is he clubbing every night? Where is he meeting all these women hitting on him? You were at the bar, right? No, we're in our hotel lobby, minding our own business, and there's not even that many people in there. And the what two were you chicks. just sitting in the lobby for? We did it for a couple nights after the wedding, just trying to have some guy time. I was catching up with Billy, and then these two girls interfered, came in, just started rocking with us. Okay, he just has a lot of cool yeah, words. Yeah, he does. Interfere. He feels like a car commercial. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the lobby of the hotel having guy time. Yeah, so they had. You, a- you got away from the girls mm-hmm. in it the w- room. Yeah, the girls were up doing karaoke in the room. We were trying to stay away from the bars, and then there was a pillow hammock downstairs. Me and Billy were sitting actually in the hammock together, and one of the girls came and sat, and there was, so there was also a bed hammock, and she sat maybe a foot from us, and it was, a very, it was almost a comfy type of situation. You didn't want to be with somebody you weren't in a relationship with because it was kind of a romantic setting, okay. and they just came right up. Anything else, Morgan? Yeah. Lisa says, I feel more comfortable having casual conversations with married men makes them more of just another person instead of someone I'm hitting on. Okay. So there's that. So all all Any, the perspectives. Anything else? No, that's it for now, but I'm sure I'll have more soon. Okay. There she is. Morgan number two. Hey, Mike, something happened with you online. Mike D. Yeah. What happened with you? So that B Team Facebook group, they started this whole post to get me 50,000 followers after you talked about Stanley having more than me. Oh, we, we talked about that on the air? Yeah. Or did I just make fun of you in person? Did it, you did both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was, was, I was giving him a hard time in person. I was like, ah, my dog's got more followers than you. <laughs> yeah, you said it on Monday, and then I just started noticing, like, all, I got the, all these followers out of nowhere, and I looked, they had a post, and they got me to 50,000. Nice. Stanley's at 68. That's awesome. Six. I'm, right. I'm now the sixth most popular person on the show. Who are you beating? 
Uh, Hillary, Abby, and Scuba. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike D's name is at Mike Distro. Yep. At Mike Distro if you want to follow him. And uh, Mr. Dot Stanley Bones if you want to follow the dog. Doing both, it equals out Mike's. All right? <laughs> um, I think that's it. Kind of in a hurry today, so I just want to do a little segment here before. I want to encourage you to check out Amy's podcast or Four Things. This week, Amy, on Four Things with Amy Brown, what are the four things you're talking about? It's a diverse one where we talk about inner food wisdom, why you need a hobby, Jesus and politics. <laughs> That one was rough to get through, but I felt like it was important. What do you have to say about it? <laughs> Did Scuba line that interview <laughs> up? Because the guy just—he's got Carol Baskin and uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a yeah. good get. No, I kind of took something that my pastor had gone over at church on Sunday, where it talked about like the core values of the early church and how there's five of them, and some of them fall into the Democratic Party, and some of them fall into the Republican Party. So really, the church. You must Can't. be on one side no, only. No. no, that's the rule. When I mentioned the Electoral College and how for the last, all of my life, I'm like, you know, it's weird that I'm here and I, my vote doesn't even count because of the Electoral College. I would like my vote to count. I would like people's votes to count in states that are blue or red, even though they're not blue or red. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about just getting hammered? And actually I got, I it welcomed it. And I had some free time, so I just went after him back. It was awesome. <laughs> and then one guy and I were, ended up being buds. Oh, cool. We were like, he was like, well, let me read you his message. Sorry, I mean to interrupt, Amy. That's okay. Let me find it here. Because I still don't understand that electoral college. His name's Trent Potter. We had a good conversation. He came at me hard. I went back at him hard. And he goes, you know what? We're going to have to agree to disagree. We apparently see things very differently, but that's okay. I do apologize if my initial message came across as rude or mean-spirited. After looking back at it, I can see how I probably did. Again, my apologies. So I voice texted him back. And I was like, hey, man. No problem. It's a good conversation. Love it. That's a good ending to a conversation. You can disagree. Yeah. You can disagree a lot. And not hate each other. I mean, this guy's an idiot, but I still... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. But that was also my encouragement at the end of this and what what my pastor was encouraging and trying to make a point that that the church really can't tell people how to vote and that if people are passionate about different things, like you should be able to respect that and still get along. Everyone has different life experiences that make them feel certain ways. Yes. So we t- I, I tackled that as the third yeah. thing. You and- put me on that one. Me <laughs> yeah. and Jesus and Amy on a round table. <laughs> it was, I, I struggled getting through it. And then the last thing, the fourth thing, I shared the ragdoll story from Ray's wedding because yeah. I loved it. And then my friend Gracie was on. I'm doing, I'm going to do a couple different things where I have a friend just join me for all four things. Four things that I would have just been talking about myself, but just having like a friend. Like you're listening to two people talking. So she was with me for all four things. And then she shared some relationship advice and that's it. Check it out. Four things yeah. with Amy Brown. Here is Thursday's show. Don't forget tomorrow, Chris Stapleton and Garth Brooks and Trish Yearwood and Chuck Wicks. All right, bye. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Welcome to Thursday's show. Good morning, studio. Morning. A couple days ago, we are talking about Ray Mundo's favorite songs, all time in country music. Ray, when would you say you started loving country music? Honestly, when I moved here, I didn't know a lot about country music before we came to Nashville. And that's fair. That's the honest truth. We're all different. I mean, myself, Amy, Eddie have been diehard lifetime country music fans. Since we were kids. I don't quite know where Lunchbox falls into that. I listen to country music. Uh, when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, they played it over the speaker every single day. Lunchbox doesn't like music, really, in general. Yeah, it's just music, weird. music. Music is just there. It's not something I seek, but when I hear it, I hear it, but I don't go looking for it. 
So he's kind of a music. Uh-huh. Like, he's just not... And Ray just started. So Ray has put his list out of his top ten country songs of all time. Yeah! All time. Oh, boy. Which, by the, by the way, mine are uh, Garth Brooks of Tomorrow Never Comes, number one. Willie Nelson, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain, number two. Mm. Um, but, Ray, your number one song of all time is... Sam Ha, Hard to Forget. You've got a cold heart and cold heart truth. On the radio right now? Yep. No, no, he means of all time. Oh, okay, got it. All time. Got it, got it. All right, number two? Sam Ha, Body Like a Back Road. Number three favorite country song of all time. Newer, Sam Hunt, Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s. I'm sick of sitting at the house, dying on my phone, wishing I was somewhere. I can Jam, by the way. Oh, yeah. But I don't know of all time. You've had 10, right, you've had even 10 years. Sure. No, humble and kind. Eh, that's not my style. Okay. Number four. Kinfolk, Sam Hunt. I want to introduce you to my kinfolk. Okay. Number five. Break up in a small town, okay. Sam Hunt. She would get This is where if I'm Sam, I start thinking about a restraining order. Uh-huh. And number six. Okay, let's switch it up a little bit. At number six. A little bit older, ecstasy, Sam Hunt. Uh-huh. When he walks in. Makes sense. Suddenly you're climbing all up next to me, next to me. I ain't no fool. You rascal, you. And number seven, young ones, Sam Hunt. Okay. So we can look back and say, <laughs> we were young ones. This is a jam, though. This is new, though. We were young ones. It, are any of these not Sam Hunt? Yes, now it starts to get mixed up a little bit. At number eight of your top ten all time? It was a song I danced with my mom to, Garth Brooks' mom. Hush now, baby. Don't you cry. Okay. Featuring Sam Hunt. But of all your Garth (laughs) songs, that's number one, huh? It really is, yeah. None of the super classic. Nah, I just, I loved that one because it really is especially for moms. Okay. Uh, Number nine. This was when we first moved here a little while ago. It was Jana Kramer. She was on the radio and she had a song called Whiskey. (laughs) What? Hey, good song, It's a good song, yeah. Good song. Let's do one more. Your 10th favorite all-time song? Luke Bryan, baby. That's my kind of night. No Stapleton. Unfortunately not. I mean, maybe I do a top 20 they squeeze in. I'm good. No, 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 no. I'm going to do top 20. But it's seven songs, Sam Hunt, <laughs> Garth, Jana Kramer, and Luke Bryan. Mm-hmm. That makes up Ray's top ten of all wow. time. Wow. Now my curiosity has been, I, I'm good. I wondered what his biggest songs were ever, <laughs> and now we know. What would you like to say about that, Amy? I mean, I think it's amazing. I love that he's so loyal to Sam, and he doesn't back down. Didn't Sam promise you he'd play basketball with you? That could have just been an offhand comment because he gave me the basketball shoes, and he wrote a letter, so it maybe just flowed with the letter. Hey, I gave you shoes. Why, I'll play basketball sometime. What is your fascination with Sam? First time I saw him, I mean, super tall dude, athletic, and then we just know he has swag. There's something about him. It's an aura. Not everybody can have one, and he has one. Like it, You'll stop what you're doing when he walks in the room, and that's what's happened every time he comes in the studio. And you've tried to be Sam's friend through a multitude of ways. One, by reaching out to his brother and trying to befriend his brother. Yeah! <laughs> and how'd that work out? It was fun. It was joking around with his brother, but we never met up because of it. <laughs> So it failed. 
any other way? Do you know where he lives? I, I did. There was a guy that was on. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, no. Uh-huh. It was it was Sam's older house. Some guy sent it to me in an email, and he goes, "This is where he used to live." So, and I had that, but I don't know where his new house is. Have you gone to the old house, Ray? No, but if I'm bored on a Friday and me and Bay are driving in the country, I'm swinging by. <laughs> okay. It's borderline weird, right? Uh-huh. Not all the way weird because we know Ray, but it's borderline weird. In your life, you ever been fascinated with anyone else like this? Uh, an athlete, Jordan. But other than that, no. So Michael Jordan and Sam Hunt. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow. All right, bud. I like that. Do you want to play any Sam Hunt song to start the show? If we wanted to go into Hard to Forget, the number one. Okay, we'll play it. Why not? Yeah! I just feel weird about this segment now. (laughs) Nobody play this for Sam, please. He'll never come back in the studio. (laughs) Let's go over and talk to Teresa, who is in New York. Teresa, we really appreciate you calling. What can I help you with? My question is, my sister um, has been seeing this guy for like the last year. Um, they, they've never had like the official talk, like, are we going to be exclusive? But it was sort of understood. She's not seeing anybody and he doesn't see anybody. Like she goes over to his house and they hang out. And the last time she, she was over there was last um, Saturday night on the 17th. And she hasn't, she hasn't heard from him since. So she's, he's being, she's being ghosted. And I'm not sure what she should do. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. GTHO. Ooh, nice. Get the heck out of there. There's a reason this guy hasn't committed, because he doesn't want to. He thinks he can hang out with her, have his cake, and eat it, too. And he's probably ghosted her until he feels like, oh, I should go back to her as my backup plan. There was a time in my 20s I was a bit like this, too. Even late 20s. When I was like, just immature... I was making dumb decisions. I wasn't thinking about other people's feelings. This is exactly what that is. So tell your sister, or wink, wink, your sister, you um, tell her that she needs to quit. If she has any self-respect at all, run for the hills. Because this guy ain't nothing but a loser. Loser. <laughs> so end of story. Unless his mom died or he got sick, there is no excuse he can make that actually is worthy of him ignoring her for a week or not committing to her after a year or not being in public with her. Yeah. That's it. There is no other advice for this except that. She needs to go. GTHO. Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Hey, how you feel about that, Teresa? Bye-bye. Is it really you? Be honest. Hello? Teresa. Oh, she hang up? She must not have liked. Oh man! Yeah, she's that spoonful of react. Sometimes it's, that's hard to swallow. Mm. And I think it was her. Do we think it was her? Possibly. Mm. Could have been. Uh, let's go over and talk to Casey, who is in Missouri, calling the show. Casey, what's going on with you? Hey. So we've been talking about love this morning in different ways, and I have a balding man at home that I love myself, <laughs> and. I am just shocked at the lack of female artists that have love songs out right now. I think there's a couple, and they're extreme, like, I love you so much, I'm going to (laughs) die. I just want to, like, sing to my man and say, hey, I love you. I want to have your babies. Uh, You rock my world. I want to rock your world. And there's nothing out there right now. Hold on, let me write those lyrics down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, word my, for word. Rock my world. 
I want to have your baby. <laughs> Rock my world. <laughs> I want to have your baby. Your baby. I want to rock your world. And I won't just say maybe. It's good. Thank you. It's real good. Because I want to <laughs> scream at the top of my lungs. Dead. Oh, it's, are we doing ballads or no? I don't know. She didn't what what say. does she prefer? Oh. Upbeat tempo or ballad? Um, like Brantley Gilbert. Oh, style. okay. <clears throat> but 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 Come from on, a female. Yeah. Rock my world. Yes, yes from me. Yeah. Rock my world. <laughs> I wanna have your baby. All right. Uh thank you, Casey. We're we're gonna put that into the country music uh Suggestion, suggestion box. box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's over there. At we're yes. we're going to see what they say. Okay. We're going to drop it off the, at the Country Music Hall of Fame today. Yeah. Where they make country music. Okay. Yes. Carrie can pull it off. I need her to do this for me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your opinion with us. Hope you have a great morning. You do. All right. Oh, bye-bye. No, Carrie's are always drastic yeah, she and dramatic. The guy. <laughs> the guy dies. Well, well, they screwed up Somebody first. dies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know about that. Desiree in Louisiana, you are on the show. You want to talk about what we're talking about with Eddie where Eddie wanted to wear a cowboy hat at Ray's wedding, decided not to, went with the bald head instead. And you my, felt, my, my head. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. Baldish head. <laughs> what do you want to say, Desiree? So I just wanted to tell Eddie that he needs to stop tripping. He looks great. Like, I stopped the Instagrams all weekend because I wanted to see the updates from the wedding. And, you know, on Friday, he was talking about how he wanted to wear a cowboy hat, and he was so self-conscious. Eddie, you look great. You need to believe Bobby. You need to believe your wife and completely get over it. Okay. I'll try. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy. I I think, you know, we had a caller uh, that that said, uh, you know, that that, that, that movement, you know, just enjoy yourself the way you are, that women do that. Uh, women support women. So I feel like men need to support men in this one. I've been supporting you the whole time. You're the only one, dude. Lunchbox, what do you think about Eddie's head? Oh, man, it was shiny. See? No, it's good, though, dude. Like, you had a little bit more hair than I thought, and you could actually comb it. I thought it was going to be short where it, it was just sitting there. So that was interesting to me because I never see your head. So, I mean, I'll give you a challenge for the next week. Don't wear a hat to work. Be proud of yourself, dude. Bring that bald out. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know about that. Here's my getting ready for a wedding segment of the day. We have a wedding planner that we're working with now because – Honestly, I didn't really want to deal with it. I've told Caitlin, I will anytime you need me, I'm there. But I'm not going to be someone who needs to poke my nose and everything. And so she's working with this guy. And he recommended a videographer or two. We went through some. And they all just looked exactly the same. And so she was like, what do you think of this one? And I watched. She goes, what do you think of this one? And I watched. I was like, they all look exactly the same. They're very cheesy. The cameras. Are, she was like, what do you? I was like, I want to do something different. Mm. She was like, it's our wedding. I was like, but what if we do like a movie pop-up videos? <laughs> like a boop. Pop, remember, oh, oh remember, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Back in the day on VH1. Yes. And she was like, our, our wedding video is not a joke. It's kind of supposed to be cheesy. And then I said, but remember in the, remember the, the show, the scary movie we all thought was real? We're at the end of it. Oh, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. So it almost looks like a camcorder home what video. What if we shot it like Blair Witch Project? Not a bad idea. I thought the same thing. I, I think it's amazing. And she was like, I don't think that's appropriate for this. Okay. And I said, okay. I said, what if Eddie shoots it? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm there to party, my friend. Well, but that's that's your craft. Yeah, it is. Good idea. And she's like, I don't want you and Eddie to come up with some. <laughs> yeah, and y'all We do working. a side reality show. Wow. Yeah. So I said, okay, you do what you feel is best. And I think she is going to hire someone to come and do it. But they just all look exactly the same. 
they get the guy getting his mm, his tie ready. Come you, on. You're doing that shot. And then it cuts to the person at the altar. And I'm probably going to be crying as I'm reading my vows. So how do you see it? Like what? I don't see it, but I want someone to bring me an idea of how they would shoot it that's completely different. I have an idea. Go ahead. Okay, do you remember a while back the Beastie Boys did a documentary where there was a live show, but they gave everyone 150 cameras in the crowd, mm-hmm. and then they put that together? That's How cool. about every one of us has a camera, we shoot the wedding in our perspective, and then you edit it that way? I think that she would be irritated that everyone's holding up a camera the whole time. Okay. And so right. would I. You look back at the pictures of the crowd, <laughs> and everyone's holding up their phone. But what's funny, though, what's funny about that, though, is that you just don't get the wedding. You get, like, me talking to my wife, like, hey, this is so cool. I think it's a great idea. I just no, don't that think would, would be cool, look, but yeah. Look good, but yeah. It's almost like when you give people disposable cameras, mm-hmm. and you go, hey, take pictures of the wedding, and we'll get them all developed at the end and see what we have. That's mm-hmm. cool, too. I think that's cool. I just wish someone would present a slightly different idea. I'm a creative myself. I want creative people. Anybody have any great ideas I can pitch today? Because it's over today if I don't have a good idea. Oh, Skycam. Have the guy up above, you know what I mean? Usually you just show him walking down the aisle. If you show everything from above, like a drone shot. Yeah, do they do a drone? I think people do drones. Sure. Nah, I haven't seen that. I was just, I was thinking having the guy on a zip line. He's going back and forth <laughs> across the wedding. But yeah, that's awesome. Stuck you don't need that, though, if you have a drone. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the same thing. I understand, but what's cooler if people looking up and seeing a drone or a guy swinging back and forth on a cable? <laughs> what about? Um, I think the swinging back and forth guy, though, would be a little annoying. <laughs> And distracting for everyone. Body cams? Oh, I was about to say that. Have the priest have a body cam on. That'd be so close. That would be huh. pretty cool, though, to have a few strategic people have cameras built into them somehow. That'd be cool. That you don't notice. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Beastie Boys idea, but we're not holding them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, I mean, I'm sure that they do this in some videos where they take people aside and interview them. But like the kind, office. Like the office, yeah. That's great. Um, like you're, It's like a documentary. Yeah, it's being filmed. What do they call that kind? One camera? Well, a show, like that's a single camera. Sorry, single camera show situation, but then side interviews. <laughs> I do kind of like the office element. I'm making a note here. It's not a bad idea. Because we mm. may just go with the person that she likes, and I may just have a little talk with them ahead of time. Yeah. So if we get interviewed by that camera, though, should we start drama on purpose? Like, did you see Becky's dress? Like, that's terrible. <laughs> Who would wear that to a wedding? Oh, and then they would interview gosh. Becky like, he said that? I think that's what Kayla was afraid of. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. We just have to make sure not to talk anything bad about Caitlyn's dress. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Which I don't get to see even the dress, much less it on her. I didn't know that was the rule. Well, yeah. Ray talked about it. But I didn't know you couldn't even see the dress on like a picture, like an ad. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like, what are we dealing with here? Let me see what, what we're looking at here. It's kind of a it's kind of a dumb thing because like guys, we don't know the difference between I think all the wedding dresses look the same, right? Apparently, that's not the case. Oh, okay, that okay. is definitely not the okay. case. But again, I never looked at a ring. I don't know anything about wedding yeah. dresses until I actually started getting involved in the process. But you can't even, I can't even see the dress in an ad. And she started to pin stuff on a Pinterest board, which she's not a big Pinterest person, but she's now been pinning stuff. She has been for a bit. And I can't even go to the board now because it's secret and look at it because I guess it spoils <laughs> it. Where are you going to go anyway, Vons? Not to Pinterest. Okay. <laughs> nah. I didn't think so. I'm going to run the body cam idea by her, though. What if we all wear bulletproof vests? Like, oh, perfect. Would you go to the police department here and get theirs? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, speaking of weddings, let me say this real quick. Raymundo's wedding was this past weekend. We all rented suits to be Ray's groomsmen. We took our suits back. We had cufflinks with it. Oh, here we go. Uh, lunchbox 
gave Eddie his suit. Yeah, Eddie stole my cufflinks. And so, at, and they were when they got lunch a suit. They said, "Hey, there are no cufflinks here," and charged them twenty bucks. Yes, I did not steal. We the came cufflinks. on the air, and I did not think you did steal the cufflinks. Thank you. But I said just because it's the. Did you pay him five bucks? No. Well, not yet. Not okay. yet. No. Oh, um, but that was the judge's ruling because I didn't think you did, but something happened and you're carrying their. No, Bones. I, I, I did him a favor and I took his suit back. And now he's saying that I stole the cufflinks. It's ridiculous. But it's not like you to come up to me like, oh, dude, you need me to take your suit back? I'm going there. I'll just take it for you. There's an update. What's the update? Oh. I got a call from the uh, place and they had made a mistake. Ah! I knew it! And the charge was going to be taken off my credit card. It was someone with a similar name from a different wedding party, and they just clicked on my name instead of their name, and they realized their mess up, and so they do have my cufflinks, and I was refunded my $20. Thank you. Eddie, thank you for taking my suit back. Thank you for not stealing my cufflinks. All is forgiven. What name is like his? (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. Boxcar? (laughs) Jimmy Boxcar came by. What, Eddie? He said, you are forgiven. I've done nothing. (laughs) What is he talking about? The apology. Let's hear it. No, I said, I'm sorry. I forgive you for the misunderstanding. (laughs) That's ridiculous. We're all good. So that was... Whatever. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kane Brown announced that he will be performing during the halftime of the Dallas Cowboys annual Thanksgiving game this year. Thomas Rhett talked about getting in trouble at a Halloween party at Reba's house when he was a kid. Reba's son, Shelby, I think we're about the same age, and we were at their Halloween party one year. And I remember us racing back and forth through this barn, and I think I kept beating him in this race. And I think he was a little bit older than me and bigger than me. And he put me up against the wall, you know, around my neck. And I remember Reba coming over and snatching Shelby off of me and putting us both in timeout. I mean, I had to have been five, maybe five. To be put in timeout, I hope that I wasn't like nine or something and I was in timeout. Alan Jackson talks about a Halloween costume that he didn't like when his daughter was an infant. Oh, I remember some, uh, when they were infants, they had like these little pea pod, you know, or something that it's like a little green pea or something. I thought, man, that's awful. But Denise liked it. And I guess it was cute. But, uh... <laughs> and Morgan number two, that's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A woman in New Jersey sitting in her car when she hears that knock, knock, knock. And she says, two guys standing in her car and they're like, police, you need to open the car doors. So she opens her door and they pull out a gun. And they start robbing her. Well, there's another guy walking by and she mouths, help me. And he's like, huh. So he calls 911 says, I don't know what's going on, but this lady mouths the words, help me. Police arrived, arresting the two guys. Wow. That quick too, huh? Yep. I mean, they were going down the street. They had gotten away, but they caught him a block away. What if she were, you, you're just hoping that's what she said. What if she said, hep, C? <laughs> you run. Uh, well, you're like, what did she say? <laughs> what did she say? All right, that's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Ireland. A man rode the train. He gets home and he realized, oh, no, I left my bag on the train. So he calls police and says, hey, did you guys happen to find my bag? They're like, yeah, come on down and get it. And he goes down to get it. Only problem is it had $47,000 worth of cocaine in it. Ooh. Did they look in the bag to try yeah, to find it? Yeah, so they out? arrested it- him when he showed up at the, to pick it up. You know they were just sitting there going, when this guy calls for this bag. We got to get him back here. Mm-hmm. And I bet you the guy was nervous to answer the phone. Like, oh, uh, yeah, come on. Come and get it. 
Wow. How yeah. much cocaine is that? I, I I don't know exactly, but he got four years in prison now. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. It is now time for Amy versus Lunchbox. Amy's in the lead one to zero. First one to five wins. Amy, I will ask you three questions that Lunchbox should know the answers to. And I'll ask Lunchbox three questions you should know the answers to. You ready? Ready. Question number one, Amy. A phantom, ghost, and dawn are types of luxury cars manufactured by what company? A phantom, a ghost, and a dawn are luxury cars made by who? What company? By what company? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ferrari? Incorrect. Lunchbox, you can steal this one. Lamborghini. Incorrect. The answer is Rolls Royce. Ooh. Okay. All right, then. Amy, if I'm using a jig and a sinker, what am I doing? If I'm using a jig and a sinker, what am I doing? Plumbing. Incorrect. Lunchbox. You're fishing. Correct. Okay. Both involve water. Amy, which automotive system is the catalytic converter a part of? The engine? Incorrect. Oh, I'm not doing good today. Which automotive system lunchbox is the catalytic converter a part of? Transmission. Incorrect. This is exhaust. The exhaust system. Okay. okay. Uh, lunchbox got one. Amy, you got zero out of that one. Mm-hmm. Over to lunchbox. Here we go. The light and fluffy texture vanilla almond flavored sponge cake is often called what? What makes it different is it has no butter. Excuse me? The light and fluffy texture vanilla almond flavored sponge cake is often called what? It differs from other cakes because it uses no butter. What's that cake? Um, uh, sweet treat. Incorrect. Hmm. Amy, you can steal and tie it up. What yeah. is it? Angel food cake. Angel food cake is correct. An angel food cake is low-key a great cake. It really <laughs> yeah. is. So yeah. Strawberry but I've never heard cake. it described that way. If you were to tell me, hey, list your five favorite cakes, I wouldn't put it in there. Unless you reminded me, and I might put it in the number five then. <laughs> Dang. Lunchbox. Boy short, seamless, and hipsters are types of what? Jeans. Incorrect. Amy, you can still. Boy short, seamless, and hipster... Hipsters are types of what? Oh, um, boy, uh, hips, that's the type of cut on a... I need an answer, are types of what? Boy shorts, hipsters, and what? Seamless. Answer? A cu- a cut off... Shorts. Incorrect. Denim. Underwear. Women's underwear. Oh, Dang, I should have known that. Boy shorts, what? Okay, yeah. I was like, the seamless is throwing me. I usually just call them panties. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's what I do. <laughs> call them panties. Never knew they had a different name. Oh, it's one to one. Goes down to the final question. Yeah, buddy. Lunchbox, this is a type of paper that can go into the oven. It's grease proof. It provides a heat-resistant non-stick surface to bake on. What's it called? Aluminum foil. Incorrect. <laughs> Amy, for the win. Yep. Go ahead. Parchment paper. Parchment paper is correct. <laughs> Would have also accepted baking paper, but parchment paper is the answer. You are the winner. Player song. Hey, my phone 
tough round, you. though. Tough round. That was. But you got two guy ones? By the way, some of these questions I do feel are a bit sexist. Like asking... <laughs> All of them. I don't think. Right? <laughs> yeah, like there's some women, they would 100% yes. know all the mechanics. I just want to say, we this is yeah. all, We yeah. get it. We're, it's not lost on us that so this is a little. This no. game was invented in 1951 by your papa on his favorite fine. radio show. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But also, what was the description for the parchment paper? Did you say it's baking paper? And you uh, to ex- bake on, but it says we'll accept baking paper. Wow. Yeah. This type of paper can go into the oven. It's greaseproof, provides heat-resistant, nonstick service to bake on. What's it called? Baking paper. Baking paper. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I go by what's bacon. on the sheet. Uh, there's your winner. She's 2-0. and oh, It's Amy, Woo-hoo! everybody. Yeah. Last night, Morgan sent me a note. She goes, hey, do you know Travis Tripp blocked a show on Twitter? I said, no. So I got on my Twitter, searched it up. He's also blocked me on Twitter. Why? Really? I, d- I love Travis Tripp. I think at one point a few years ago, because I was going back into my, my brain, he was busting on Luke Bryan and those guys for not being country. Mm-hmm. And I always stick up for folks. Because at one point, Travis Tritt was told he wasn't country. And it's weird to me to see people who've gone through the same thing attack others for it. And I remember just firing back and forth. But then I thought we ended it all cool. Because I love Travis Tritt. And I also think you can differ in opinion and not hate each other. But I was shocked. I was a little hurt. Who listens <laughs> and might give You a fan? Huge fan. Yeah, so I thought. What else you got over there, Ray? My, by the way, my first dance on Dancing with the Stars was Travis Trouble. Tritt, T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Yep. So to see that somebody that I love has blocked me, hurt me a little bit. What'd you see, Morgan? Well, I was trying to tag him in a tweet because Amy said he was his his song was her favorite country song, and I couldn't tag him. And I was like, what is going on? Video, favorite video. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went over, and yeah, sure enough, he blocked us. So then I started going through our tweets. I was like, did I do something on the Twitter account that made him mad? Nope. There's not anything on our Twitter about Travis Trent. It had to be me, and then he just sought out the show and blocked it, too. Dang. Hey, Scuba Steve, can you get him on? I'm already sending an email right now to uh, some people to get it to happen. He's got new music out. Question yeah. one, why'd you block me on Twitter? <laughs> wow. He's That's like, a- well... That's what I'm going to ask him. Probably probably exactly what you're saying. He blocked you back then. I wonder what his perspective, because I'm not saying that how I'm saying it's exactly right. In every story, there are absolutely more than one side. How I remember it is he was talking about how some artists aren't country, Luke, Sam Hunt, that kind of stuff. And I think it's fair to have that opinion, but I also go, hey, you were also told the same thing when you were in the 90s. You're like, I don't know, that's not traditional country. So, I'd love to get him on. First, uh, second, question one. Why did you block me on Twitter? Question two, how'd you get to be so awesome? It'll flip just like that. Because <laughs> I love Travis Tread. Are right, you going to try to get him on, Scuba? Yep. Scuba that's played yes. Travis Tread through his computer? <laughs> yeah, I'm just jamming out over here and okay. just excited for the interview. <laughs> I'd love it. He's never been in. Um, by the way, I want to mention this, because I love Travis Tritt. There's another artist that I love, and Eddie claims to have driven in the car beside them. Oh, yeah. But by the way, remember when Eddie said he was driving beside Taylor Swift? No, it's still true. Yeah. In town? I, I stand by that. She was driving away? Uh, Toyota Camry or something like that. By herself? Yes, by herself. Right behind me. I can see her in the rear view. 100% was Taylor Swift. No security with her? No, it's just her. Toyota Camry? May even have had a cat in the passenger seat. I didn't oh, see stop. it. Okay, I didn't stop. see the cat, but I mean, it could have been okay. there. Okay. Okay, so you saw this, but then you feel like 
that you were vindicated in this because you saw her documentary. Yes. And she was in a Toyota. Uh huh. And in a ste- steering wheel, you saw the Toyota uh, logo right there. So I yeah. I thought that what we discovered from the documentary is that he said, "I'm just making up brands here," but let's say he said Nissan, and then Toyota was in the documentary. I thought the documentary yes. proved he was lying. No, it, it did. No, yes, no, because Eddie, people tagged me on the, the the post, the picture of him being like, "You were right. It was her." Okay. No. Who else do you see driving now? Bones. Okay. I saw your favorite, one of your favorite musical artists, Ben Folds. Hey, he's driving, and then I knew it. And Let me I guess what he's driving. What? Toyota. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I know can't. people are going to doubt me because he, too, was driving a Toyota. Okay. No. He was Is any being paid by Toyota on the back no, end? No, I'm not. He was driving a Toyota Prius. Bones. I, it was him. I, you cannot mistake Ben Foles. He's got his glasses on, and he's driving. I think he owns one of the studios right down the street. It was him, 100%. You I me? mean, if I hear I one know. more artist drives a Toyota, I'm not going to believe you. Bones, I, what, I can't control what they drive. I see him first, and I'm like, wow, that's Ben Foles. And automatically you think, well, what's he driving? Oh, gosh, it's a Toyota. No one's going to believe me. Remember when I saw Dolly Parton driving? Yes. She was appropriately in a Jaguar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, a Prius could work. I just Googled what does Ben Folds drive, and I guess in an interview in 2015, I mean, when I was at the height of my career, I was driving a Toyota Corolla. Hey, hey, what did I tell you? Wow. You just said Prius. Well, that's, but that, that's it's still back. in the same line. Like, he, he doesn't go fancy car. I was you mean electric. Like, yes. And yeah, wow. dude, he's driving electric now. I saw Hank Sr. the other day driving. What? What? A Ferrari. Uh, you did? Stop. Hank Sr.'s dead. Amy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say whatever you want. Okay. Hey, Scooby, get Ben Folds on. There we go. Let's get to the end of the, to the yeah, bottom. Yeah, we'll car drives. All right. Here's a voicemail we got late last night. Hey, more talk, less music. 16-year listener, first-time caller. I was reminded about the bit with Eddie making a bet about cutting his hair. When he was about to lose, he was yelling, You made the bet. You made the bet. Well, she made a bet. Never followed through, and I think if the face of Bobby Bones for a tattoo is a bit much, then her husband, actually, maybe he could step up in and uh, take her bet payment for her. I don't know, I just figured someone yelling, you made the bet, you made the bet, should be (laughs) held accountable for their own. Amy did make a bet that she would get my face tattooed on her body and she then did. lost the bet and then never got the tattoo. Oh. You made the bet. You, you made, made the bet. bet. You, you made, made the bet. bet. You made the you bet. Made the bet. You snuck off to Haiti. But it doesn't matter. The bet was if I get there before the kids get here, you were going to get a face tattoo. So you went secretly. But it doesn't. that wasn't the rule. I couldn't go secretly. You made the bet. Yeah, the bet. Made blood, the bet. So what am I supposed to do? Get, get your my face? face tattooed on your body. Don't you like Bobby's face? Look yeah. at it. What's wrong with my face? Nothing. What? Do you think my face is disgusting? His face isn't good enough for you? Dang. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So remember that TikTok challenge where people were filing down their teeth with nail files? I don't want to, Ugh. but I do because that makes me go, mmm. I know. It's painful to even say it. But now people on TikTok are super gluing vampire fangs to their teeth. All for viral Halloween-ish videos. And dentists are saying this is obviously not wise. <laughs> Stuff is getting stuck on people's teeth. They can't get it off. Nail glue, super glue, it's toxic. So you it don't want to put that in your mouth. Tastes bad all the time, mm-hmm. too, Yes, right? and then it won't come off. One person was trying to remove it uh, with nail polish remover because they use nail glue. So nail glue is now in their mouth, and now nail polish remover is in their mouth. Oh. 
So it's just like, don't do it. I wonder if people are pulling their teeth out too, trying to pull that off. It just oh, I think it's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, there's a new nightly pill that's being tested that could end snoring. So if you snore or your partner snores, would you take a pill? Uh, sure, if I snored bad enough, I would feel bad enough for her. I don't. If there was one that could cure talking in their sleep, <laughs> I'm always afraid I'm going to say something that gets me in trouble in my sleep. Because when I dream, I don't know where I am. I'm mm. in a wide open world. Anything could come up. I could be smooching on anything. Oh, oh a my. dog, oh, oh. a dinosaur, a tree, Elvis. Oh, right. And I don't want to be like, oh, baby, you should. Uh, hound dog. And <laughs> her wake up and go, what, what, what are you doing? And you do it in a girly voice, too. She oh, says, that's right. right. She's yeah. not talking about, I talk like this. <laughs> I didn't think we should go to school today. <laughs> so uh, I'd be okay. It's not like I'm against pills. We, well, all, take, we all take effects. medicine for stuff. What are the side well, effects? Well, it would be one nightly pill, and I think they're non-sleep related drugs. So it's not going to help you sleep. It'll just keep you from snoring. And side effects are abdominal discomfort and mood Fine. swings. Fine. I mean, it's take, that's, that's every day anyway for me. Okay. So. <laughs> you don't have mood swings. Uh, You're pretty like even. Inside of my body though, sometimes I do. Do you have internal mood swings where you talk yourself down? Totally, right? Well, I don't like to be told what to do for any reason whatsoever because just like kid stuff, right? Kid trauma. So I don't like to be told what to do. So sometimes when someone says, hey, you should do this, I have a whole devil and an angel pop up on the shoulder. Hmm. You going to let them talk to you like that? <laughs> the angel's like, why wouldn't you do it? This would be good for you. Yeah, but they're not respecting you. And we know how we do people that don't respect us. Some, And it just goes back and forth. So that would be my, my mood swings, the mm. devil and the angel on the oh, shoulders. Man. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Well, Dirk Bentley was talking about how the pandemic has allowed him to ride his bike around Nashville and even down Broadway without getting recognized at all because he gets to cover his face with a mask. <laughs> and so I'm sure for a lot of superstars here in town, the masks are a game changer. Yeah, Jason Aldean was buying video games at Target. He had a mask on. Nobody bothered him. Yeah. So yeah, I bet Lunchbox... Can't go anywhere. No, I can't. I mean, people, even when I have a mask on, they recognize my voice. So it's just like, come on, guys. Like, ugh. That's a real superstar. Uh. That, that, that's stressful. Derek Saldine, eh, that guy right there still got problems. All right, is that it, Amy? Yep, I mean, that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So 10-year-old Kayla and 7-year-old Sophia, their mom, was diagnosed with breast cancer and started losing her hair, had to shave her head. So the two girls asked if they could also shave their heads, and they have done it to support their mom. When I first saw the headline, I thought, oh, okay, probably some grown adult Mm -hmm. children, but 10 and 7. Yeah, that's awesome. Super sweet and special. And then also brings awareness to breast cancer and how important it is to... Get your mammograms. That's a good one. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We'll have 90 seconds to figure out Amy's morning corny. We call it the investigative corny. The morning corny. Where do ghosts get their Halloween candy? Where do ghosts get their Halloween candy? Boo. Store. Boo. 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 Casper. Buffalo wild wings. Buffalo wild candy. No. Uh, candy, <laughs> not wings. Right, right, right. Wooly Wonka. No. Uh, <laughs> boo. 
Where do, they Where get do their ghosts candy? go to get their candy? Scare. Where do ghosts get their Halloween Where candy? Where do ghosts get their Halloween candy? At neighborhood. Neighborhood. Convenience. The boost. Well, where do you buy candy? Where do you get Halloween candy? The grocery Trick or treating? The, <laughs> the gruel street store? <laughs> no. The ghoul street The, the ghoul grocery. Ghoul street store? What are you trying to say? Ghoul. Grocery store, but with ghoul. Oh, ghoul. The ghoul street We have 40 Invisible. seconds. <laughs> 40 seconds? Oh, yeah. wow. Are we close? Is that too much? lasting a long time. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought that we were down to the last five seconds. The. Where do ghosts get their Halloween candy? The gro- the ghostry store. The go the ghostry store. The the boo. The ghost firmery. the ghostry the ghostry store. The ghostry store. Cause I got nothing. How do you feel about ghostry store? I, I mean, that's I think the that's the closest we, we have. Because ghoul street store doesn't sound right. I don't even Ghost know what that and means. grocery. Like a ghoul? A goblin? Yeah. A ghoul? <laughs> but I Go- wouldn't have thought of that. Okay. Time. Okay, time. The Morning Corny. Where do ghosts get their Halloween candy? We're going to say the, the ghostry ghost store. store. I know, but that's what... This is, you ask it back to me. We tell it just like a normal joke every time, and then I give you the answer. Oh. I know it. Where do ghosts go to get their Halloween candy? At the ghostry store. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's amazing. I I thought no chance that was it. Why? Good job, Bones. Ghostry store. Yeah. Get it? Where do ghosts go to have lunch? Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah! Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo. Yeah. A, hey, we got a twofer there. Two for one. All right. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't, can't lose. Hey, that's come, work. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. I didn't think I had it. No, I wouldn't I have bet either. on me there. Uh, Eddie and I were playing this game at my house we were, when we had everybody over to play basketball. We played this game called Knockout. And there's like, there's a big game. Like 15 people were there. And we would bet five bucks each game on who would win. Mm-hmm. And Eddie would go... I'm going to go with Matt Stell this game. And he'd go, who are you betting on me? I would go, I bet on me. Every and time. Bobby would bet on himself. Every time. And I won. Once. Almost, uh, no, two out of no, three times. Was it two? Yeah. <laughs> Always bet on yourself. And then and then Caitlin goes, isn't that the most Bobby thing you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> Him betting on himself. <laughs> Listen, it is. if but, you but, don't believe in yourself, but, nobody else will. It makes sense, I was going to say. And then I won two or three games. You did. Thank two, you. two. Don't add the three. Two of three. Oh, okay. I said two or three. Oh. <laughs> Who won the other one? Uh, probably Matt probably still. Matt <laughs> but I won the whole the whole day. I was pretty happy That's with fine. that. All right, let's go and hear from a voicemail from late last night. Good morning, studio. I was just calling to see if you guys can help settle this between me and my husband. I was wondering, when you guys take a shower, do you wash your feet? Like, take soap and scrub them? Or do you just let the soap trickle down and call that good enough? Thanks, guys. Bye. Interesting. I think if my feet are especially dirty, I will scrub. But if not, I kind of just let the water go from below the bottom of my calf down. Really? Do you scrub your feet? Absolutely. Every single time, between the toes, all of it. Good for you. You don't? I wish I was a better person. (laughs) It doesn't make you a bad person. I know, I'm just being honest, though. You would think, because I feel like I'm a very clean person. If my feet are dirty, but otherwise I just let the the water do the work. Water and gravity. The soapy water. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I let it drip. You? We scrub. 
I don't know that I always scrubbed, but once my husband came home from Afghanistan with some foot fungus, yeah. I always scrubbed. Good for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to start scrubbing? Lunchbox, you? I thought that was the most outrageous question we've ever received on the show. I've never even thought about putting soap onto my feet. I just let it run down. I have never bent down and scrubbed my foot once in my life, and I don't think I ever will. I mean, yeah. I'll do it if I'm dirty, if my legs are dirty, but yeah. Huh. I'm on Lunchbox's team. Hey, weird. With hygiene. Hey. What up? Have fun. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Here's Madison from Austin. I live with both my grandparents, and I'm in need of some advice. We live in an apartment complex, and both of my grandparents are handicapped. We park in the handicapped spot and with a handicapped placard. Now, there is someone in the apartment complex who is mad that they don't get to park in the handicapped spot. And today, I found a very vulgar and rude note on my grandpa's car. Now, I'm really torn if I should leave a note back to them on the handicapped sign or if I should just take Take the high road and, you know, just let it go. Thanks, guys. Love the show. I wouldn't. She's irritated when she's finished. Love Thanks, guys. I love the show. show. <laughs> I wouldn't leave a note on the sign mm-hmm. because other people could see your business. They don't need to see your business. If you knew who it was, I wouldn't be opposed to reaching out to them, leaving a note on their car or their door. But I think you don't. If your parents, your grandparents are, are parked rightfully so in handicapped spots, that's it. End of story. They got a handicap stick. End of story. The end. It's their spot. It stinks there are more handicapped spots if there are more handicapped people. But that's it. There's no drama here. Just move on with your day. You agree totally. with that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just I don't understand people sometimes. And this is where you have to file that file that away. And I don't understand people. I'm going to give you guys a tip. And then we're going to come back in a second. I have a really interesting segment we're going to do. Uh, health experts say to never enter a bathroom stall after someone. They say... Wait 60 seconds before entering at least. So if you're in a public bathroom, if anybody walks out, you walk in. Okay. Research reveals that every time a toilet flushes without a closed lid, it spews a plume of microscopic droplets. Oh, with 40 to, to 60% spraying up to three and a half feet in the air where they linger for a minute. Add plume to the, wor- the list of words that I hate to hear. Like <laughs> yeah. plume. It's so gross. So then I guess that's where we appreciate our toilets here at work because you have to have the lid down in order for it to flush. Is that right? Yeah. I usually don't bust flush? out the, 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 the do so here at work. Well, I mean, I'm a girl. So. Yeah. Yeah, do ours have even have, have a lid? Ours don't have no, a lid. No, they don't have lids. That's why, yeah. They don't? No. Oh, what? Our toilets, you have to, there's specific instructions because I think it's hard for people to figure out. And it's like, step one. P. Step two, floor the lid, flush the toilet. Whenever our bathroom had coronavirus in it, because someone was oh, here, yeah, yeah. we got to go into the girls' bathroom. This is me the first time I walked into the women's bathroom. <laughs> what the crap? This is amazing. <laughs> they had couches. They had hair stuff. It was nice. It was amazing. Candle. Probably because they can they can have it without destroying it. Mm-hmm. Anything in that room, we're going to pee on. <laughs> Doesn't matter how high it is, how low it is. If it's in the men's bathroom, it will get peed on at some point. So dispenser. Some radio stations flip to all Christmas music about now. You know, we're about to hit November 1st, and that's when a lot of these stations go, you know what, screw it, let's go. And then it's all Christmas all the time. And they do pretty well in the ratings, honestly. And so what I have here, the top 10 testing Christmas songs. Oh, okay, cool. Specific versions by the specific artist. So there's this group called the P1 Media Group. They did all this testing, and I just think it's super interesting to know when you hear a Christmas song, there's a reason because people go, oh, I like that one the best, by that artist, by that. At number 10, Feliz Navidad by yes. Jose 
Feliciano. Feliciano. Feliz Navidad. This version specifically. Feliz Navidad. Is this the version? Yeah, I don't think there's another version. Feliz If there is, there shouldn't be. I think Insync did one. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there have been a lot of them. Oh, okay. Well, this is the OG. Turn it up. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. That puts me in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Let's flip this station, baby. Come on. Number nine, Hall and Oates, Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, I know this, this version. I've never heard this. Turn this one up. Do you guys have any any guesses of what's going to be on the list? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, Bing Crosby, White Christmas. Now remember, this is for radio. Okay. Not. I'll take that guess away. Oh, Mariah oh, Carey. All I want for Christmas. <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's one. Anything oh, else? In sync. Oh uh, yeah. Whatever the Merry Christmas, Happy, happy Holidays. Okay. Merry Christmas. You got both those. Any other ones? Uh, Paul McCartney. The uh, Having a Christmas Time. Okay. Let's see if we get to any of those. Uh, at number eight, Michael Bublé, Holly Jolly Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, well, it makes me feel good in my heart. That's really good. Yeah. And number seven, Burl Ives, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Jam. This one sounds like Christmas morning. Yes. More than a couple weeks out. Like, you happen to get in the car because you got to go to the store and pick something up. There's only one gas station open. <laughs> and you turn the radio on and that this one's, this is playing. At number six, another version of Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. This Burl. is the one here. This is the most famous It's one. It's the best time of the year. Good. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a Holly Jolly Michael Christmas. Michael Bublé, have yourself a merry little Christmas at five. Have yourself. Mm. A merry little Christmas. Rockin' around the Christmas tree, Brenda Lee at four. Rockin' around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home. At number three, finally you guys make the list here. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. It's the most wonderful time of year at number two, Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time. I wouldn't have known who this was singing it, but I, this version is the one that I think of. With the kids and then number one. Got him. Bing. White Christmas? Yeah. Anybody want to take him up on that? No, the way he did that, I know it's him. I'm not doing that. You do? Well, the no, way Bobby says earlier, you want to. Like, oh, you guys radio. think you can read me yeah. at this point? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. You're setting us up to lose money, so I'm not doing it. You think you can read me, <laughs> Mr. Poker Face? Yeah. But it's more than just reading. Do you, you. want to bet five bucks on it? It's knowing. Come you. on, Lunchbox. It's no. up to you. Look at my face. That's what I'm saying. I you don't can wanna, read him. You no, can read I, me. I don't want to bet because I don't want to lose money to him. But but you can bet whatever you want. Do you think it's... Which one? What'd you pick, Eddie? Bing Crosby. No, see? <laughs> That's great. Uh, Bing Crosby's... Um, what is it? No, White Christmas. Bing White Crosby, Christmas. White Christmas. Do you think it's Bing Crosby, White Christmas? Based on all, all that's been laid out to yeah. you. Yeah. Do you, would you like to bet me $5 I don't even it? know the. I don't even know what Bing Crosby White Christmas is. Okay. Yeah, you do. No, I mean, I, I maybe if I hear it. No, I, under, I know the song, guys. Oh I, 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 do yeah. you want to bet me, yes or no? If you know me so well. Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Am I bluffing you? Yeah. You want to bet me? Yeah. 
Like how much? How much, man? Five dollars. Five dollars. All right, the bet's on. Number one, Bobby Helms, Jingle Bell Rock. Ah! <laughs> oh, he got you. <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell. You can read him, though. You right? can't read me. Dancer and prancer. You owe me five. No, I know. No, because I bet you. In the frosty air. What a bright time. Oh, it feels so good. Christmas time. Christmas. No, winning the bet. But also Christmas time. See, here's the thing. I I should learn. If Bobby wants to bet you, don't bet. Because he's going to win. He he would never bet something he's going to win. How long has he been doing that to you? About 13 years? Oh, my gosh. Like 18 years of my life. And I still think, oh, no, no, he's going to. Because I was thinking, I was going to say, yeah, I'll bet. And then he'll go, nah, I'm not going to bet. But that didn't work. It didn't work. Let's talk to Mallory in Minnesota who has called us. Hey, Mallory, what's happening with you? Hey, morning, studio. Morning. morning. Um, I was just calling to uh, tell you guys that I work in a um, pediatric outpatient psych clinic. And all of us girls in the office love listening to you guys in the morning and Bonding over the show when we get in. Um, so thanks for making our morning drive awesome. Hey, appreciate that. Wow. And tell everybody we say hello. Well, again, I, I've said too. many times, I had a show when I was growing up that I listened to every morning. And if I didn't get to listen to it, I felt like my day was a little bit off. <laughs> and, you know, it could be that now with people with podcasts or people with uh, this show when we're live. or pod- But I just know what it's like to have a show. And every morning, Tommy and Big Dave on Magic 105. And I'd be like, <laughs> I didn't get to hear Tommy and Big Dave. And so I hope we can be that to you guys. Like, I hope that if you can't hear the show, you're like, oh, man, I missed something. So uh, thank you for that call. Really appreciate that. All right. Bye, Mallory. (laughs) Bye. Let's go to Levy in Alabama or Levi in Alabama. Levi. There we go. Levi, how how are you? I'm good. How are you this morning, Bobby? I'm pretty good. Appreciate you calling. What's going on? I just wanted to say how much I like this show and how motivational it is. To me and some of the other people that I know listen to this show, um, I like the happy vibes that you guys put off. I like the uh, bonehead story of the day, Amy's pile. And Fridays are probably my most favorite when you do the work vibe, when you play all the good music and try to get everybody in a good mood for work. Yeah, I appreciate that. That Friday morning dance party, I love it too because where else can I play Toby Keith and Josh Turner and Sam Hunt and... The Jonas Brothers and ACDC. <laughs> right. And, because uh, let's be honest, and I think you'll back me up on this, Levi. We love country music, but we like all kinds of music, right? Yes, sir. I, like, don't get me wrong. Love country music, but I also will listen to John Mayer and Matt Carney. And I'll go back and Eddie and I yesterday listened to a whole classic rock playlist for two hours. Yeah, we did. I mean, it's okay to love every kind of music, and that's what we try to do. So listen tomorrow morning about this time. Levi, appreciate that, man. Hope you have a good day. Thank you. You guys have a great day. All right. See you, bud. That's a good call. Hey, look what I have on. I have on my, my Luke Combs. Oh, Crocs. Hey. Now, here's the thing. Luke Combs sent me his last Crocs, too, and they were just normal Crocs. These, because of the fuzzy lining, feel like actual shoes you'd wear around the house. Okay. They're amazing. Yeah. Luke Combs is trying to be the first ever country artist to debut number one on the Billboard Hot 100, which is the pop chart. No country artist has ever debuted at number one. The top spot. And he's battling out Ariana. There are a couple of those songs. But it's this song right here, Forever After All. So I feel like we as a show, and when I mean we, I mean you listening to, we're all pulling for Luke Combs. It's our guy. Of course. We're going to play it now. We're going to spike the song. It's not a single, but we're going to play it and get it a bunch of spins. Come on. So Luke Combs, Forever After All, Bobby Bone Show. Check it out. Back in one second. Cold beer's got 12 ounces. 
A good truck's got maybe 300,000. You only get so much until it's gone. Over to Trinity in Tennessee. Trinity, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hi. So, I just had a random question for you guys in the studio. Um, when do each of you think it's a good time to start putting out Christmas decorations and playing Christmas music? Because I know some people start, like, in October, and then other people can't stomach it until it's, like, the first day of December. We have started a bit as far as Christmas music because Caitlin makes these these um, pecans that are, I don't even, I wish I could explain them. I think she's going to do uh, another unfancy cooking this week oh, on, cool. on those pecans. But they're fantastic, but she has to have Christmas music on when she makes them because she says they're a Christmas dish. <laughs> so we've been listening to a lot of Christmas music at the house throughout the day. We've also been, I've watched Jingle Bell Bride on Hallmark. Nice. <laughs> Were you not going to review that for us? Oh, yeah, why yeah, haven't you we, told we, us? We, we What's happening down. here? <laughs> Have you gone on Movie Mike's podcast? I that? haven't <laughs> reviewed that on Movie Mike's podcast. But we watched Jingle Bell Bride, and we watched another one that I don't remember the name of. It was very similar to Jingle Bell Bride. <laughs> Big city, small town, sure, sure. We're all similar. Yeah. The girl from Clueless is in it. Wieners? Oh, just, no. The girl, last name Wieners and Clueless? Not Clueless, but uh, Mean Girls. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. Oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, watch that. I watched... I've never seen Elf all the way through. Oh, man. Wow. And so we watched the first half of Elf last night. Dude, you're all in on Christmas, actually. <laughs> Caitlin's all in on Christmas. She had uh, she has Santa Claus pajamas she already wears. <laughs> so she's very much all in. I'm being kind of dragged along. Mm-hmm. I've never been a big Christmas guy because we didn't really have Christmas. We were so poor. We got maybe a gift. And so they didn't make it a big deal because you make a big deal about what? And as you're a kid, you just want presents. So Christmas was never big in my life. As far as the, the holiday goes, and so, but she's like, well, we're changing that because she's a big Christmas lover. I will probably get our tree up in the next couple weeks, mid mid November or so. So that's that's what's happening here. You? Yeah, I think we're same. Tree will be up mid November, but I it does not bother me Christmas in October. <laughs> I mean, especially this year. Like, I think everyone's looking forward to anything that makes you happy. I could stomach it. Yeah. Right now, for sure. Mark in North Carolina, you are on the show now. We appreciate you calling. Mark, what's going on? Good morning. How y'all doing? Pretty good, man. What can I help you with? Well, I've always said if I could ever get through and ask you a question, I had the question for you. Okay. So I know I know a lot about a lot about your backstory, and everyone that I ask in my area for advice as far as trying to pursue a career in radio shuts me down and turns me away, saying it's a dying age to leave it alone. But I can't get it out of my mind that I want to continue pursuing it. Can you give me any advice on how to do so? Sure. I mean, I can tell you that there are kids now that go, I want to be a YouTube star. And people are like, don't do that. That's stupid. And I'm like, listen, if people would have told me no, I would never, or people, if I would have listened to people tell me no, I wouldn't be here. Um, first of all, radio is podcasting. Radio is live radio. Radio is anything where you talk into a microphone and people consume it. Because if you can get people to listen, then you can sell advertising during it, and then everybody wins. The person loves it. They're, they're your friend. The advertiser loves it. That's what we try to do on the show. We try to provide content people like, and in turn, hopefully, they'll support our sponsors, and then everybody wins. So if you're just going to go into radio to hopefully be on your local station in the afternoon for a couple of hours, I would recommend that not to be your goal. But if you want to do radio and you do a podcast and you want to be on YouTube and Great, go for it. Don't let anybody tell you no, because if you start to listen to them, you didn't want to do it that bad anyway. And that's in any career. 
If you start to go, you know what? They have a point. Maybe I shouldn't pursue this dream. Well, you're right because you didn't want to do it that bad anyway because you let some numbskull talk you out of it, holding you to what their expectations of themselves are. People that tell you can't do stuff are people that don't do stuff themselves. You never meet somebody who's super, we'll say successful, meaning they do something they love that fulfills them. You never meet someone who's super successful telling other people they can't do stuff. So, Mark, whatever it is you want to do, man, go get it. Run it. Run it until the Thank tires you. are bald. <laughs> I appreciate that, Bobby. All right, bud. Y'all have a great day. There he is, Mark. All you guys in here, too. What do you want to do? Thank you. And he's like, I want to be We're an astronaut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 a chemist. I mean, I don't know about that. Whoa. <laughs> okay. oh, we're living the dream. What are you talking right. about? Right. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Ryan Patton, he's a 42-year-old security guard at a high school. Well, he's a bachelor, he's sing- living that single life or whatever, but at school, he struck a relationship with one of the kids, one of the boys, and he noticed that the boy had been missing for like two months, just wasn't coming to class or whatever. Turns out, the boy was in trouble. He was at juvenile court. So he says, let me find out the background of this kid. He's a foster kid. So he says, well, he's a foster kid. He needs a home. I'm a single dude. Why, didn't he just, why don't I just adopt him or whatever? So he fostered him for wow. a little bit. And he ended up adopting the kid. Well, it turns out the kid knows another kid who's also a foster kid who's also in trouble all the time. He's like, you know what? I'm going to adopt both of these boys just from school. And you know what? Now I have a family. And he calls themselves the clan now. It's three of them. They live together. And he's their dad. Awesome. I'd probably use a different term than the clan. But still, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, no, I got that wrong. It's the herd. Okay. Not the clan. You know? oh. <laughs> They're the herd. <laughs> I was going to say, I would not have called it the clan. <laughs> No, 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 no. He says they feel like a herd because they walk in three. <laughs> if this guy was listening to the show right now, he's going, no, 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 no. I did not We're not the clan. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's now a dad, though. That's a Pretty great cool. story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby's Big Story. Well, another one. This stinks. Billy Joe Shaver, a contributor to the 1970s outlaw country movement, and the man Willie Nelson once called the greatest living songwriter passed away Wednesday. He was 81 years old. Mm. Shaver died of a stroke at Waco, Texas, Ascension Providence Hospital. The singer and songwriter had a penchant for writing tracks with other more well-known country artists. I was a Billy Joe Shaver fan. So was I. Loved him. He didn't have all his fingers. Lost him in, a, in right. an accident when he was young <laughs> and right. still was out. Um, some of his hits, I'll play a few of these here. Here's Honky Tonk Heroes. Oh, love, oh, boy. And no account at and honk it, talk heroes like me. I gotta tell you, at one point, he shot a guy. Like, yeah, he it, did. And, like, I walked out of a bar and shot him. And it was the end. And so he got arrested. He was eventually acquitted of all charges. I think Willie came to the trial. Oh, yeah, like uh, Chris Christopherson, like a bunch of like country heroes came to the trial and they were like, well, we can't fight this one. Yeah. <laughs> they, there's a lot of rumor about the story like the guy pulls a knife on yeah, him and he shoots happened. him but then there are a lot of people that go no that's not what happened but until he died Billy Joe Shaver said hey the complete story never came out but he shot a guy then got off uh, here's Wacko from Waco which is what they called him I'm Wacko from Waco ain't no doubt about it shot a man there in the head but can't talk much about it he's trying to shoot me but it took two Stories from his personal life. There were so many of them. He dropped out of high school. He married and divorced one woman three times. Mm. Oh. 
Yes. Same, same, woman. same woman. Same woman. That's mm-hmm. weird. Another woman twice. <laughs> so within two women, he's got five divorces. <laughs> he had a heart attack on stage. He shot a man in the face oh, outside a bar, that. which he claimed self-defense and was acquitted. He lost chunks of three fingers in a sawmill accident and lost his son to heroin overdose. Mm. He used to, because I've read a lot about Billy Joe Shaver too, he used to... I think his first concert, he snuck to a Hank Senior concert and climbed up. Some guy put him on top of a pole, and he got to watch from inside the like the bar. Really? <laughs> He's a kid, and he was that's like, awesome. "That's what I want to do." But then lost his fingers and still kept on. Yeah, uh, I was a Billy Joe Shaver fan. Um, rest in peace. Died at 81 years old. I hear his "Live Forever," which is my favorite. I think probably yeah. Billy Joe Shaver. Just like the songs I leave behind me. Rest in peace, Billy Joe Shaver. I got a qu- cool story, if you don't mind, just real quick. When I interviewed him, it was one of my first interviews ever, and we ended up talking for like two hours, three hours after the interview. And he was telling me that one night he got to write with Elvis, and Elvis kept him on a songwriting session for like <laughs> till four in the morning. And he comes home, and his wife, same wife that he divorced three times, she, he gets home, and she's like, where have you been? He's like, honey, honey, it's, I, you're fine. You're going to love this. I was riding with Elvis. She's like, I don't give a crap who you're riding with. <laughs> get, get back in bed, and then you're doing the dishes in the morning when you wake up. <laughs> He's like, that was my girl. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> nice. Bobby's other story. Well, remember yesterday in the big stories, I talked about the Wisconsin football team? Yeah. Where they were on their fourth-string quarterback. Well, now they've just... They didn't just cancel the game. It's called a no contest. There's no forfeit. They're not going to reschedule it. So they have too many people with COVID. So the Wisconsin-Nebraska game, which we talked about yesterday, has been declared a no contest due to COVID-19. It will not be made up or forfeited. Um, It all stems from six players and six coaches, including the starting quarterback, second-string quarterback, third-string quarterback, which was because the initial first-string quarterback got hurt. So and then the head coach has it too. So oh, they were like, "We got to chill." Man, that four-string quarterback was just about to get a shot. I know, I was pumped for <laughs> that guy. I was like, "Wow, what is he?" He's sitting in science class. They're like, it. "Willie, you ever thrown a ball before?" <laughs> Once, coach. We want you to start for the Badgers. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to see that. That'd have been I a know. Disney movie. Totally. Uh, hate that it's canceled. But let me say, for the record, go Arkansas! Beat the crap out of Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> just want to say that. I just want to say that. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you're not a. You're whoop. not a. Tr- you're not a. I know you went to school at Texas a but you're not a true fan. Mm-mm, giggle Maggie's. Okay. Beat your, the hogs. Where's your ring? I lost it. I told. Or I stole. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. Lost it. I want it back. If somebody, that's gonna be my tell me something good one day. Is I hope somebody finds it at our house we lived in in North Carolina, or whoever stole it turns it into a pawn shop because my name's engraved. Maybe we should it's, get a new one. It's Do probably the melted down. I don't. You never know. Could. Could show up. Do people, do high school kids still buy class rings? Because <laughs> I, I saved up. It's a good question. I saved, I mean, I was at that time washing dishes and busing tables. I saved up so much money to buy this $300 ring. I wore it for about two weeks. And then I wore it on a chain for about mm, a day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I gave it to my little sister. And I, I just thought, yeah. what a ridiculous uh-huh. purchase. We didn't, at my high school, I don't really know that anybody bought rings. I And I only did in college because at A&M it was a thing. But I don't know that people do it. Yeah. All right. That's the big story. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story.
Let me go over and talk to Ashley in Louisiana, who's called the show. Ashley, thank you very much. What's going on with you? Hey, Bobby. Um, unfortunately, uh, yesterday we had to um, say goodbye to our um, little 12-year-old weenie dog. Um, he was having some heart trouble, and um, we had to eventually put him down. Um, and I know that you recently went through that, and I was just going to kind of get some some encouragement and kind of how you went over and how you how you kind of healed a little bit. Yeah, it stinks. I'm very sorry to hear that. My dog, um, Dusty, was 15 years old. He was my guy because we had been through every part of adulthood together. And so I think from 23, you know, to 38, everywhere I went, that guy went with me. Um, so, yeah, it, it is tough. I'm not going to tell you it's not tough or it's not going to hurt. But with any sort of grieving, you can't rush it. Meaning I don't think you should run out and get another pet immediately. You got to understand it's going to take time. However, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You'll never forget that that dog. He meant a lot to you, as I won't. But I think not getting a dog, but if you can work around animals a little bit, if you can volunteer one time a week for an hour, at a, if you're really hurting, volunteer one time a week at, at a shelter near you. For me, it was great to actually do work with animals. Um, that helped me a bit. Maybe you don't want to do that, but I would say don't rush out and buy another dog because a bit, you could start to resent that dog a little bit that he's not that other dog until you're fully healed. I wasn't going to get another dog. Now for a while, I love animals. I work with animal charities a lot, but I knew it wasn't healthy for me. And that's when Stanley, my friend's like, hey, we got a dog. He's sick. Uh, If you'll take him, you can have him. You just need to pay for him to get flown in. And I was like, okay. Little did I know is going to be nine surgeries in a year. And I'm happy it happened. But um, I, I, I just said, you know what? A dog will eventually come into my life that I should have. I didn't have that conversation with myself. Eventually, it's going to be there. And it happened on Instagram story. I was like, hey, we have this dog. Nobody will take him right now. Will you take him? I was like, absolutely. So my advice to you is hang in there. What you're feeling is absolutely natural and normal. I, it's amazing you had a dog to love that much. I mean, think about how lucky you are for that, that you had a dog that lived that long and you, you get to miss. A lot of folks don't get the joy of missing someone. And yeah, on the surface, missing someone sucks because you're like, dang, I just wish. But you only miss them because of all the wonderful time you had together, dog or human. So I think you should really uh, value that. And I think you should wait, know that it's okay to hurt, and eventually another one will come back into your life, okay? All righty. Thank you so much, Bobby. Really sorry to hear that. I my, my guts hurt for you right now, but you will get through it, I promise. Thank you. All right. Bye, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Here's a question we got on the voicemail line last night. Morning, studio. I was just calling because I wanted to know if we can have a morning corning after dark pretty soon. I loved that segment a couple times it's happened, and it'd be hilarious to listen to it again. Thank you. Yeah, let's do it. Not in the next segment because it's not quite dark (laughs) on the show yet. So we won't do next segment, but the segment after that, Amy does a morning corny every morning. However, they get a little more risque after dark. (laughs) Here's how we set that up. And now the morning corny after dark. So we'll do them in about 15 minutes, okay? We got to check with Lunchbox next segment, see if he's any bad luck yesterday or even this morning. He did cross a black cat, I hear. We'll talk about that. Yep. All right. And uh, his final Halloween prank call. We'll get to all that on the way. Kelly in North Carolina is on the phone. Hey, Kelly, we appreciate you calling. What's going on? Hey, Bobby. 
uh, I heard y'all talking to, I think it was Ray Moodle this morning. I just got a tail end of it. Um, never got to meet anybody famous. So I just want to say hey to you in the studio, and I appreciate what y'all do. I listen to you every morning. Oh, thanks, man. Raymundo was talking about how his top five favorite songs in country music, we listed them, are all Sam Hunt songs. And he said Sam Hunt is who he gets starstruck by every time Sam Hunt comes in the studio. So, Ray, just to let you know, Sam's going to be by in the next few weeks. Yeah! Be cool. Yeah. So we're going to have down. you not here. <laughs> we're going to send you out on location. No, I'll throw a mask on. I can't wait to, I mean, at least give him an elbow or something like that. For you, sure. I mean, that's what you got to do during COVID times. Yeah. But you guys will see the same thing I see, man. It, there's some around him. It's like you'll see it. We, you act like we, we don't know him. him. <laughs> like a lot. The the mo the biggest stars for whatever reason can just stop a room and that's Sam Hunt and I'm not the only one. Who I, else? I feel that with Luke, Luke Bryan. He walks into a room and is like, "Wow, a star is here." Well, he demands attention. Yeah, it's true. He's too. funny. He's got a lot to say. He's tall and he's loud. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ray. We'll just let you know. Uh, you and Sam's reuniting will happen in the next couple weeks. Yeah. I'm All gonna right. wear those basketball shoes too. Oh, yeah, wear the shoes. He, and don't say anything to him. Well, he wear, got me the Air Force Ones and the flannel. Wear it all. <laughs> <laughs> and don't say anything to him and just see if he notices. Yeah! He looks like Sam Hunt. Oh, if Sam Hunt signed your arm, would you get it tattooed on you? Uh, Back, yes, not arm. Your back? back? <laughs> like big? I've you always wanted even... something on the shoulder blades. Arms, I reveal those a lot all the time, especially going to church in the summer. I can get away with something on my shoulder blades. Your old church cutoff? I mean, we do the short, uh, short little uh, button-ups. Okay. All right, right. Well, uh, Kelly, thank you for calling. <laughs> He's like, lower All back, right, yeah. Thank you. All right, see you later, bud. Uh, here is Lunchbox's final Halloween prank call of the year. What's this one about? Uh, I called a costume shop, and I said my 10-year-old son is interested in being Magic Mike or a Chippendale if they have a costume like that for him. <laughs> Your 10-year-old son. Yeah, I don't have a 10-year-old son, but I made him up and just seen if they had a you know, good costume. By the way, this is the spinoff. To Lunchbox calling for his fake daughter, looking for the <laughs> naughty nurse. Yeah. Okay, here's his 10-year-old son, Magic Mike costume. Thank you for calling I was just calling to see if you guys have a Chippendale costume. I think the closest, I don't have that. I think the closest thing I have is like a sexy, like a cop. That's perfect. Okay, I mean, because my son, my 10-year-old really wants to be like Magic Mike, but a sexy cop would work. Um... I think it's only an adult, though. Um, oh, no, no, because he saw the Chippendales in Vegas when uh, my <laughs> wife and I went, and ever since then he's been working out and he's been getting his body in shape for Halloween because that's really what he wants to be. <laughs> I mean, I have cop outfits that you could probably cut up. I don't think the kid's one would cut it. Oh, yeah, because, like, he does dances on my wife, and he's really good. <laughs> and, like, he's got skills beyond his age level, if I'm being honest with you. And... So he really wants to show those moves off on Halloween. <laughs> That's funny. Like, he looks pretty adorable, like, when he's dancing and doing those moves and he does the hip thrust. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I can bring him in and he can show you some of the moves when he's trying on the costume. He could. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm <laughs> so mean... nervous. Yeah, okay, uh, you can. Awkward. <laughs> and there you go, our final Halloween prank call. Yeah. Nice job, my God. By the way, yesterday you did five different things. You did. You walked under a ladder. Yep, I stepped on a crack. You I, broke a mirror in studio. Yep. 
You opened an umbrella. Yep. You tipped over a salt shaker. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the salt shaker. So owe you $42 because he's doing all this stuff yeah. for money. But did you find a black cat to cross oh, your path? Man, I went walking through the neighborhood to find a black cat. And then there he was sitting in the middle of the sidewalk. And we had a little talk. You went walking through the neighborhood to find, and you found one? Yeah. I mean, how else would I find one? Okay, here you go. What up, black cat? I'm not scared of you. What are you going to do? Put a curse on me? Come on. You wouldn't do that to me. If you did, I know where you live. Yeah, you're scared of me. I ain't scared of you. Whoo! And then you walked across. I walked right across him. Now, has anything bad happened to you in the last 24 hours? Uh, in the last 24 hours, no, nothing. I, I mean, I, I stayed in my house because I got a little bit of nervous. I was like, hey, man, I better just, you know, lay low today. Like, I think now I can get back out in the real world. The first day is when they were going to get me. Nothing bad happened. Okay. Hey, uh, something good's about to happen, too, is I'm going to send you your $52. Woo! And then we're going to check with him and see if anything bad happens. I give the, f- it takes about seven days. After about seven days, you're clear. All right. Oh, man. I had a good day. $52 in my bank account. You guys are, you can't believe you guys didn't step up. Come on. Break well, a little we didn't beer. Get asked. They didn't get no, asked. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. Jeremy in West Virginia, you're on the show. Jeremy, how are you? Good. How are you, Bobby? Pretty good. Thank you very much for calling. What's going on? Hey, I'd like to get a uh, shout out to my son, London. He is uh, currently in uh, South Carolina, Paris Island. He's in these final stages of uh, becoming a Marine. And uh, this is a pretty big uh, step that they're doing today. They left at uh, 2 o'clock this morning for a 54-hour. They do obstacle courses. They'll end up hiking right around 45 miles. They have two MREs. They have four hours of sleep. But this is their final step in becoming a United States Marine, and pretty big deal for he and I both. I'm a uh, Marine veteran myself, and it's uh, definitely nerve-wracking sitting here waiting to see as long as the completion's done, you know? Well, I bet you are so proud of him, all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a uh, big step in his life, becoming a man and starting his you know, career. Well, do you want to say his name? You want to shout, or you want to just shout out to yeah. us? To us. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yes, his name's uh, London, and uh, his he's with India Company, Platoon Thirty Eight One. All right, there we go. That's awesome. awesome. Congratulations. Good luck. Fifty-four hour long obstacle. Wow. Course. Yeah, that's crazy. Long day. Fifty-four mile or fifty-four hour. Fifty-four hour. Jeez, that's even yeah. worse than fifty-four miles. He has forty-five <laughs> miles of hiking to get around. Yeah. That is insane. And only two meals. He only has, he only has two MREs two for, for the whole thing. MRE means meal ready yeah. to eat for all you novices. Thank God. you. Yes. Thanks, thank you. Browns. I didn't know that. We haven't watched a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Jeremy, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations. All right. Thank you. All right. See you later. <laughs> Earlier in the show, Eddie hit us with another, I was driving beside a celebrity story. Yeah. Because he hit us a long time ago with Taylor Swift. He goes, I'm beside Taylor Swift and she's in a Toyota. Yeah. And we're like, Eddie, stop. You did not drive beside Taylor Swift in a Toyota. It was true, wasn't it? No. What do you mean? No one bunked the the, the theory. De- debunked? Debunked the theory. Because because we saw in her documentary, she drives a Toyota. No, we brought the audio back and you were wrong. You said something in the documentary. Yeah. It was the exact opposite. Oh. It actually proved you wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. But who cares? Who cares? Don't let facts get in the way okay, of the right, story, right, right. right. <laughs> So... 
Eddie says he saw, and this is one of my favorite artists here. Here is Ben Folds. Maybe you would know the song. She's a brick and I'm drowning slowly. She's a brick and I'm drowning slowly. So you saw him just doing what? Driving down the road. Kind of almost the same area where I saw Taylor. Wow, all the celebrities driving the same area. Uh Uh-huh. Driving a? A Toyota Prius. Okay. Well, we've reached out to the Ben Folds camp just in the last couple hours. Scuba Steve, is there an update? Yes, there is. So I talked to his manager a few minutes ago. Ben would actually love to come on the show, talk to you about your fanship and loving his music. Cool. Uh, but there's a problem. He's in Australia right now, and it's 12.37 a.m. there, and he's asleep. <laughs> so he can't call us, and nor was he in Nashville, and Eddie did not see him. It was <laughs> not Ben Folds. Are you sure? A thousand percent positive. He's literally on yeah. another continent. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, not even here. Hmm. Well, maybe he was driving the airport to maybe. go to that other continent. No, he's, yeah. been, no, he's been there for a while, so he, no. Oh. Okay. So all your theories are wrong. It wasn't him. <laughs> Quarantined there. <laughs> all right. Mm. Well, maybe, 0 for 2 on well, your... Well, well, then this guy looked just like Ben Folds. Okay, well, that I won't believe I that mean, there was someone that looked like Ben Folds and someone that looked like Taylor Swift in a Toyota. We don't know about the Taylor yet. Okay. There is in Nashville some Taylor Swift lookalike. She's a nurse or something. Yeah, we, she's on TikTok. We well, yeah. well, it was in the Vanderbilt area. See? Okay, now Eddie's story's changing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get over and do the morning corny after dark. Here we go. And now the morning corny after dark. So what happens if you only listen to this part of the show, about an hour and a half or so back, Amy does the morning corny. It started off as a one-off bit we thought was funny, Amy telling corny jokes. But she loved it. Listeners love it. So it takes about 30 seconds, and every morning we hit you with a corny joke. But then we started doing morning corny after dark later on the show, and they were a little risque. So that's why we warned you, and that's why we had the sensual music going. <laughs> now, you can't... Do we have the delay ready, just in case? Oh, well, you're going to need the you're gonna need the beeps and the delays and the whatever. What? We can't beep you, though. Okay, the, but you beep it on the... If, if there's video, beep! Podcast. These, these jokes oh, no. were never like X-rated, right? They these were are, just like a little risque, okay. right? But but I guess you in the podcast they first? can in the podcast they can run through. Yeah, but we're live right now. I know. We, I can't be. <laughs> okay, go. Ray, do you have? The I'll del- start with the lightest yes. one. You have the delay ready? Yeah. I'm gonna start with the. Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> this one's the most appropriate. Okay. All right. So, how do you make a pool table laugh? How do you make a pool table laugh? Tickle its balls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. No, I don't even know. If that's the lightest one, I don't know that we can go any farther. (laughs) That's not bad, though, bud. It's a pool table. It's a pool table. Let me see. Okay, come over over here. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to need to look at these. Oh, boy. She was like, these are bad. Amy's walking over to my desk. What are you changing on your screen? Okay, here we go. She's coming back to the desk. Oh, you can't do that. What about this bad. One? You can't do that one. What X-rated. About that one? No. Amy's picked. What about that one? Okay. Okay. Okay, we got one. Bones, what I'll tell makes you the what other we'll one do, so though, bad? On the podcast, we'll put all the ones that she couldn't say. They're not. They're no bad words. They're just a little too much, okay. even for After Dark. <laughs> it's like that would be morning corny 
triple X. Yeah. Which, <laughs> oh my. Which we're not going to ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. morning corny, the store you drive by on the highway that people are embarrassed to drive into. You know the store we're talking about. Uh, are you ready? ready? Here we go. And now the morning corny after dark. <laughs> What does one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? <laughs> what does one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? If we don't get some support, people are going to think we're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's funny. Okay. There are three other ones on there that she can't do. Okay. We will put them on the podcast today, the show podcast. We'll put them at the very end after the end of the show. Does that make sense? So they yes. listen to the whole show. It'll be the very end. We'll come back and be like, hey. Okay, Amy, thank you. <laughs> Mike, did you send those to her? Some of them are so di- dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had some left over from last time, too. But, you know, we've done the morning corny after dark a few times. And so there's only so many that are, I don't know. Maybe we'll try to find some more soft Soft core. Soft Physical things that will immediately make you feel better. Number one, giving yourself a giant bear hug. My shoulder just hurts when I do this. Because mm-hmm. I've tried it a couple of times. I'm always like, ugh. Okay, Amy's doing it now. There you go. Get it in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does feel it like looks, a nice stretch. It looks like that trick you used to do, you know, where you would face the corner of the wall and act like somebody was making out you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cradling your face in your hands. Do that, Amy. I mean, I guess we do that, but I think I do that more out of when you cry. Shame. Mm. Shame. <laughs> I'm crying and I'm like, don't look at me. Placing a hand on your heart. I guess someone else's hand or your hand. Because I think when I, I'm ready to say the Pledge of Allegiance when I right. do that. Exactly. Okay. Maybe that's you being in touch with this your place, yeah, heartbeat. Maybe. Using those kind of touches will help you feel grounded and happier, hmm. if you think so. Uh, most attractive traits on, on people, number one? Eyes. Um, um, how do I say that? Body? Stop, he can't. Both, both of you guys went physical, which is weird. I just oh, said sorry. traits. Kindness. Well, yeah, okay. Generosity. Well, now you... Um, sorry, I was thinking physical. Gotta yeah. be humor, right? Kindness, understanding, intelligence... Being fun-loving. Compassion. Having an exciting personality. Oh, wow. man, I missed on those. Those are the exciting <laughs> traits. Lone Fox is like, I don't think I can say it on the radio. <laughs> Check out Amy's podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown, her friend Gracie Mokler, Steve Mokler's wife. Amy's One of Amy's best friends is on. They talk about inner wisdom, inner food wisdom, like craving less salads in the fall. Well, just listening to your body of, like, don't beat yourself up if you're not craving greens in the fall because you're listening to your body. You probably want warm things like sweet potatoes or, you know, cheesy, dippy things. I don't know. Just listen. To I it. always want that stuff, fall or oh, winter well, or spring or summer. But in the spring and summer, you may, you might crave more fruit and greens. But. No, like the dippy stuff, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, also, tomorrow, a new episode of the Bobby Cast. It's brand new music out each week. Jamie Lynn Spears. We'll talk about why an artist needs a manager. So there you go. Thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Goodbye. The Bobby Bone Show. Okay. Well, we finished the show. We already did the post-show, pre-show. Uh, we are now going to do the morning corny after dark segments that we couldn't air on the podcast you just heard. These are the ones Amy wanted to say on the show, and I said, no. Maybe we should pre-record this segment. Uh, what? 
Not now. We are. This is a recording anyway. Okay, let's roll through these. Raymond, hit me. And now the morning corny after dark. Okay. What's the difference between a pickpocket and a peeping Tom? What's the difference between a pickpocket and a peeping Tom? One snatches your watch, the other watches your snatch. <laughs> yeah, dude, you cannot do that one. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Never. One. Never. <laughs> Never, Mike D. Never. <laughs> wow, I was solid. Okay. We're not on the air. We're for sure not on the air. I don't know if I can, I don't, I'll say the next one, but just know that I don't want to. But I'm not being forced also. We're sure this isn't bleeding over on any radio airwave. Okay, go ahead. And now the morning corny after dark. What do a nearsighted gynecologist and a puppy have in common? (laughs) Go ahead, man. Sorry, repeat that one. I can't. A, near, a, a, a nearsighted gynecologist and a puppy. This will be the last one. What do they have? Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, I can't do the other one. Go ahead. <laughs> a wet nose. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jimmy. I can't. And that's a wrap. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, man. Oh. I mean, I feel like Lunchbox is going to go home and tell his, like, family these Amy's things. stomping her feet when covering I her can't. face. Ah, there's another uh, one. Hey, tweet I tweet those out. No, 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 yeah, no. No more. No, no, but I mean, I don't even think if someone else wanted to say it, they could, but I can't. Here we go. <laughs> Voicemail number one. Write that one, please. Morning, studio. What happened to the bit where Eddie was going to sell his soul to Bobby? Looking for an update. Hey, Ramundo. Yeah! Didn't Remember when you are going to sell me your soul? Did I sell it? You never did. Oh, yeah. I'll well, give you 20 bucks for it right now. No, no, no. What was the agreement? How much? 20 bucks. No, nah, it was more than that. Okay, then I want your soul then. What do you mean? It's I, a good soul. By the way, you owe me $50. I paid you already. No, did, on my Venmo? Yes. Oh, I don't like it. I don't see Yes, it. I did. I don't keep notifications on my phone at all. And I even put a little uh, cry for, because I lost the crime bet, and then golf. Okay. Um, $25. No. Okay. Then I guess $100. Not, no. Fine. $500. Mm. <laughs> you strike a hard bargain, but I respect it. So the bit was Eddie would write over that I own his soul and sign it. Uh-huh. And I would have the documentation that I own his soul. Because I'm like, that's just dumb. I, I own my soul. So in selling it, getting money for it, literally. I'm $30. hundred. No. 30. Why not? It's my soul. This is But all- it's not a real thing. You know it or you wouldn't give it up. It's of course free. it's a real thing. No, I've worked on this my whole life. It's free. $30. You, get, you do nothing for $30. 80. Okay, no deal. Um, 35. Really? <laughs> Fine, move on. Okay. 55. <laughs> will you write documentation up that I own your soul and you will sign it? For $55? 45. Oh, 50. Let, come on, 50, even number. It just sounds good. Let's do $50. Dude, you're going to let Bobby own your soul. You are crazy. Upon document. Handshake? Well, let me talk to a lawyer. Wait, no, because, we just... You because can't, I need to talk to a lawyer because illegally... It's going to cost like, you more than $50 to talk to a lawyer. Who knows what the founding fathers came up with a long time ago were like, if you write a contract selling someone your soul, they can do whatever they want with you. But no, not you, just your soul. I would own your soul. Right. So so let me let me do some research and then I'll get back to you. Absolutely. Get back to me before next... Uh, sure. During next week's show. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one more. This is uh, Gary from New York. I just got a quick question for you. Um, actually, some advice. I really like this woman, and we talk all the time. Um, I've given her flowers and gifts and stuff like that, but I was wondering how um, 
if you have any advice for me to take it further, trying to do something without looking like a fool. Um, any help would be great, man. Thanks a lot. I'm going to give you some help right here. If you're worried about being a fool, you're not going to pull this off. Mm. The thing about wanting to have someone get into a relationship with you and really is, is being vulnerable. Either she's going to think you're a psychopath or the greatest guy ever. And there really is no in-between. You got to be bold. You got to tell it, got to put your heart on your sleeve. And that is uh, an absolute risk of looking like a fool. So. What's that song? You got to be bold. You got to be wiser. You got to be by Desiree. You got to be You got to be stronger. Not exactly the same, but it's more of a female empowerment thing. Yes. Hey, Gary in New York. You got to go and be willing to be a fool to be able to be willing to be the hero. So my advice is do everything you want to do. Pour it all out there. But she may think you're an idiot, and that's just the price you pay for love. Thank you. All right, we're done with this segment. Sorry if you're all offended. All right, bye. (laughs) 